This is the podcast for passionate, sex-positive, and pervy people. Entertaining and informative discussions about the latest in sex and sexuality. From ethical non-monogamy to kink to dating and romance and everything in between. She is legendary syndicated talk show host and sex therapist, Sue McGarvey. He is notoriously naughty international radio host, John the Milkman Milky. This is Turned On with Sue and John. A belated happy birthday to my partner, Sue McGarvey. Yay! Yay! Yeah, I know. Christmas birthdays. Yep, I get to get candy canes and stuff on my birthday. So it's and it's one present, not two. I'm always envious of people who have you know summer birthdays. Away, yeah, and those people that. and those people that get a gift to you late, you know they got it on a Boxing Day clear out sale, right? Like <laughs> no, their heart was all in. No, 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 no. They're <laughs> oh no! It. <laughs> oh no! Welcome yeah. to another edition of Turned On with Sue and John. She's Sue McGarvey. I am John Milky, the Milkman. Uh, we've streamlined our website over the holidays, by the way. Have a look if you haven't been in a while. Turnedonpodcast.com. All of our past episodes are there. Feel free if you've got a friend who is open-minded, etc., to share uh, the website, the podcast with them. And our all-new Kinky Confessional, which a lot of people are enjoying. They're sending us their confessions. Look, I- I'm a mental health advocate, and I know that for myself, there's a lot of kinks and a lot of things I enjoy about sex that I got to bite my tongue on. And I can't just, you know, plop that out into the world. I can't just turn on a microphone and go, you know, on the air in one of the stations I'm on and, and reveal this about myself. So I understand how people get inside their heads about some of these things. Let it out. Go to our kinky confessional. No email required. No phone number required. Nothing. Just drop your confession there and we will read it on the show and you'll feel better knowing that it's out there. All right. Number of topics to get to on the show today, beginning with this, Sue McGarvey. Why orgasms matter? Well, orgasms really do matter. And according to the World Health Organization, WHO has said sexual satisfaction is an important factor to overall well-being. Go figure. Yeah, that's that. Uh, yeah, you're preaching to the choir over Duh. here. I mean, yeah. yeah. So, but the single biggest factor to sexual satisfaction is that, ah, oh, big O. And are you getting there? Turns out that 30 to 50%, now let me read that again, 30 to 50% of all women report some difficulty climaxing. This should be a national crisis. We should get the Marines, you know, NASA involved in this. If 50% of men couldn't come, you'd think it would be like the top health story of the day. But no, it's that we quietly just, you know, don't get there. Like, uh, turns out, you know, female orgasm research has said that it's both psychological and physiological. And here are the reasons, right? Stress. A lot of women feel brokenness, meds. And they're just not getting there. And, and somebody said in the article, a watched orgasm never boils, which I thought was hilarious. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, it's so what can you do? You know, because it's about shame. It's about stress. Turns out we're going back to weed. THC, if you're using it, you have a 2.4% likely chance of increasing your orgasm. Okay. Not, not 2.4%, but two times a, a greater chance of, of actually climaxing. I got so. You. So, yeah, no, on the other hand, I had a little bit on my birthday. Oh, my God. My friend, yeah, my friend, M. she just, you know, she's a little tiny bit, but she's got the chocolate, right? And the chocolate tastes like it's salted caramel chocolate. And I like the chocolate. 
but I can only have about three milligrams. Otherwise, I like literally fell asleep for 20 minutes at my own birthday party. Oh, no. <laughs> my eyes open. Uh-huh. Yeah. The, yeah. Anyway, but give it a try. It uh, it didn't make me climax on the couch, but, you know, but it could have. And figure out what works for you and why orgasms really do matter. And certainly for men, orgasms matter. And there are guys who really do, you know, have trouble yep. climaxing, not nearly as much as women. And I am a big fan of the orgasm creams, right? The ones they talked about, the screen cream. Just go into run-of-the-mill orgasm cream. Go on. Our friends at Eden Fantasy have one. Go there, EdenFantasy.com. Have a look at what you can do to enhance. It makes everything a lot tinglier. And it's just like this oomph and way more likely to have sexual satisfaction and actually climax. Turned on with Sue and John. Between segments, I'm humming. It's like hold music. I, I believe it's the theme from Sanford and Sons. Oh my gosh. Music. Just, you know what? I had a friend who thinks <laughs> she wants to do a documentary on whatever happened to Muzak. Like you never hear about it in the elevators anymore. I wonder what happened. Well, I, what happened is that that music was geared towards our grandparents. Guess what? We're the age oh. now. Our grandparents no. were then. The music you're you hearing are, in the elevator. You are wrong. You are no, wrong. And look at no. you. You're in a Led Zeppelin t-shirt. Yeah. You know, and I, I have just, yeah, I have just been listening to, you know, to then there were three, you know, the whole Genesis, you know, thing. I'm telling you, I'm, listen, the next time you're on hold or in an elevator, listen to the music. You like the music because... We're old. It's grandma and grandpa's music today. Exactly. All right. I'm, I'm about to go. I'm about to flip you off. But yeah, okay. All right. Erotic hypnosis is the next topic. Tying someone up, but without rope. This sounds like some kind of neat, weird, magical trick that I need to do on stage. Yes, this is your kind of David thing. Copperfield. It's, it's, it's basically the sex practice du jour, which is hypno kink. Hypno kink. Come on. It's all about that erotic hypnosis. Mm. It's very much, you know, praise kink. And it talks about what you do. It's, you know, whatever it is, erotic hypnosis looks exactly as it sounds. The use of hypnosis to intensify sexual experiences, usually through BDSM, right? And especially if you thought your brain was the least sexy part of your body, think again, See, right? But this, yeah. is the, this is the thing people don't realize about BDSM, and I can't say it often enough. BDSM, it ain't about touchy-touchy sex. It's a mind fuck. And it's yep. hot. Oh, yeah. Well, some of the, the best erotic hypnotists are saying practice increases sensitivity during sexual encounters, more intense orgasm, general interest in BDSM, and, and people who are being turned on by the idea of being controlled or manipulated, right? They want to be pushed into a dreamlike world yep. where the hypnotist takes full control over what you think and feel. It's a terrifying idea, but ah, uh, very cool. And the idea has been put, you know, put to sleep. How, how can you do it? How, you know, and apparently it's quite a taboo thing, even in the, in the kink world. Cause they're, they're saying severe restrictions. Cause you don't want to, you know, try this at home with every dumbass who thinks they can do that. You actually, you know, it's obviously about consent and about doing it well, but suggestions can take effect during a trance post hypnotic triggered in regular life by certain actions or phrases Right. And, and, you know, being able to bring yourself to orgasm just by thinking about it. But it really is at the aforementioned, as my um, as my very brilliant partner has said, the, the mind fuck. Right. It's it's 
brainwashes, right? In terms it's, of doing yeah, that. Yeah, and if you're the submissive, it's about allowing yourself, and, and this is where trust comes in, of course, right? It's allowing yourself to trust that person that they're going to look after you and understand you know, what your limits are, et cetera, and play within that. And when you have that trust, and can just let it go. And we talked earlier about, you know, the orgasm. It's about getting out of your head. And that's, you know, what I'm hearing you s- describe here. It's get me out of my head and let me not have to think about it. And all kinds of crazy, cool, fascinating, amazing things are then possible. Well, and, and they're doing something called the Bambi Sleep Files, which is really a, a sort of a, a kink trance, you know, so that if you're open to suggestion and hypnosis is a thing where it's basically the on-ramp to your subconscious. And it's right. a psychological phenomenon that happens that allows your brain to override your conscious thought. And you can do this by lying still to the point where you can't move. So you're tied up without rope, which I thought was really an interesting ah. idea. But as I said, they're uh, they're really it's really a controversial topic. But it's uh, it's something again if it's done with consent and somebody who knows what they're doing for a long time. You know, forty years ago, the only people that could do hypnosis were MDs, and now lots of people can, and they've got some of the tricks. But you really need to. And the truth is, is that nobody can really do something you don't want them to do. You can get into kind of a Stockholm syndrome where you're you know sort of gently taken down the garden path. But you can't, you know, there's all those TV shows where somebody at a park bench will say, you know, it's really hot and you all of a sudden start taking your clothes off in the middle of the park. That doesn't happen. Right. You have to be willing to do it. But those, you know, if you stand, if you've ever been to one of those funny, you know, hypnosis events where you're, you know, people are willing, they want to be the person on the stage. If you want to be that person on the stage, amazing, you know, all kinds of crazy, kinky, sometimes silly things happen. So I'm going to have a book. I had a book on erotic hypnosis and I have one that I can email you. So you want to know more about it consensually and fun. Send me a note, sue at sexwithsue.com. You can send along your confessional if you want. I promise to keep it anonymous, but I'll also send you the book on erotic hypnosis. Turned on with Sue and John. Available on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and BlastTheRadio.com. Penile fractures are most likely to happen this time of year. It's amazing. Apparently, the ER services says penile fractures, which is a thing. It turns your, you know, it turns your weenie into something that looks like an eggplant. Ah! Happen between Christmas and New Year's. The ER says it was it was the number one time of year. For penile factors, and usually as a result of wild sex, often reverse cowgirl is the number one position for it. I can see that. Yeah, the British Journal of Urology says that the average age of people getting a penile fracture was 42. So some of them a little older, some of them a little younger. However, it, it what happens is it's a rupture of the cavernosa. It, it doesn't fill blood, and you have to go and you have to go to the ER. Like they got to drain the blood. They got to make it work. They got to you know often we'll have to go in and do a micro stitch so that you can continue to have erections. Because if you don't do anything, they've got to draw out the old blood. Like it's a thing. It is a thing. So just careful. If there's no bone, but you can have a rupture. So don't do it. Just you know lots of lube. 
you know, you want to do the crazy wild monkey sex and that's cool, but it most often happens. And I don't know if there's a correlation here in an unusual place. So you're in your parents' basement or number two, you are having an extramarital affair. So if you hook up, you know, you're back in your hometown. Uh-huh, hooking so up you're with rushing, the, uh, right? <laughs> you're rushing and yeah. hooking up with the girl you, you know, knew in high school before your wife catches you, you know, more likely to have a problem with uh, with penile fractures the other the other two big holiday injuries you want to know what they are yeah yeah <laughs> champagne corks in their eye <laughs> watch those <laughs> champagne corks as we're going into new year's and something called turkey trauma which is choking on wishbones cutting yourself cutting it you know doing and the hot fat from taking it out of the oven so turkey traumas and penile fractures and champagne corks the important safety tip from Turned On with Sue and John. More of Turned On with Sue and John coming up. Let's take a moment and talk about our sponsors at Eden Fantasy. You love this place. Oh, because oh, oh, they send they're sending us all kinds of toys. Yay to toys. But they have one that's got magnets. So back in the 80s when I started, there was a company um in toronto that had something called the tongue which was like it was giant it was like a two foot long toy with a giant rubber tongue because he said women don't want a penis they can borrow yours what they want is a tongue so he created was an engineer and he created one and they had a product that was doing really really well called the tickling panty which was very effective now they've they've been sold and and disbanded but it was called uh, Lady Calston. But they, the new, the new people in town are are this big European, you know, and I love these guys because they're lovely. Called EdenFantasy.com, and they have a tickling panty, and it's a oh connections. And what it is is a magnet on both sides of your underwear that your partner can control at a distance. So what I say to people, especially as we talked about this orgasm gap at the first part of the show, is what you want to do is you want to, you know, if you're driving home, you're, you know, gone to see your parents, you're coming back to see your partner and or you've done shopping and you're gurring, throw them in, throw them onto your panty and use them on the drive home. You get home, you're sopping wet. You're like, you get over here right now. I want to see you because it gets women, especially women over 40, takes us a little longer to get in the mood. But if you can spend that half hour doing a low-level vibration, by the time you get home, you're like, hello, sailor. So that is the that is my best advice. I love this new product. So it's it's a just it's just better, it's powerful, it's easy, it's not clunky, it works remotely. And, and they call it uh oh, connections. Oh, so I <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's great. And it's you know endorsed by me because I really picked this one. I really liked it. So go check out EdenFantasy.com. Yeah, or better yet, click the banner on our website. It'll take you right there. If you just go to turnedonpodcast.com, one click away, and we had an interview with them, I want to say two, maybe three episodes ago, uh, where they really let us in on the whole creative aspect of how they come up with their names and their products, etc. They are a fun, fun company. Great to have them on board turned on podcast.com it's turned on with sue and john turned on with sue and john to get in touch find us online at turned on podcast.com a festive flop sue mm-hmm. it's a thing just like you know penile injuries are a thing the festive flop all that booze less exercise you know all that christmas cake there is a, you know, a, an idea through the holidays that you are not getting it up nearly as easily as you would if you're not as stressed 
if you're not as anxious, if you're not in a different place, if, you know, penis is a creature of habit. But what happens with the festive flop is 40% of men over 40 and 26% of men um, under, you know, sort of around the, the, you know, under 40 and sort of in those lower numbers have experienced erectile dysfunction. And what do you do when that happens and how do you fix it? Well, scheduling toys, you know, communication, you know, doing focus on the, your partner's pleasure, romance, all of that stuff is good. What I like, you know, I've been talking about Camagra. Oh, and I did it. I wasn't about bribery. I'm doing my over 40 uh, singles group and I'm trying, there's more women than men. So if you're around and you want to come to one of my singles events, definitely come. But the truth is I was bribing the guys and I said to them, any of the guys come, I'm going to give you a package of the Camagra, <laughs> which is a non, um, it's not a non-regulated product that you can buy over the counter in Mexico and Thailand and whatever that tastes like kids cough medicine. And we'll have you uh, leaping tall buildings with a single bound. So you want to get help for a lot of guys are like, oh, so I don't want to use a boner pill. And I'm like, yes, yes, you do. Yes, yes, you want to use a boner pill. They really help. There is no shame in it. Have you tried them? There's about five different kinds. Figure out which one you work, which one works best for the kind of sex you're having. If I was a guy over 40, I'd have all the different kinds in my medicine cabinet. Why are people so resistant to that kind of thing? You know, I need a boner pill, whatever else. You need a little help. Because, I mean, I've encountered people who, like, they just, they get it in their head that having to use a lube is bad. I shouldn't have to use a lube. I mean, these things are there for a reason. Use them. Well, you know, it has to do with how much water you drank or, you know, what time of the month it is. And, you know, you can be young and, you know, newly pregnant and it's going to affect it or, you know, at different times of the month, depending on different things. You need lube if you've got your period. Like there's all kinds of reasons. I keep lube in the studio just in case a quickie. just Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. I I actually had the uh, almond. I knocked the almond oil off at the side of the bed because I think if you can't eat it, that's the kind of lube I use. Of course, it got all over the sheets and I'm going to have to wash the sheets and hot water and you know do all that because there's oil everywhere but um i think it's really good and i think that what happens for a lot of the boner pills for women you know women take it personally like he's got a he needs a pill to get it up for me and it's like honey it's not about you stop making it about you it's about him it's about him his stress level it's about how much christmas cake he's eaten or how much you know it's whiskey dick it's like look stop at it instead of it about you look at it instead as he's willing to take a pill for me absolutely hell yes. yeah hell yes you know get over here and and honestly it being really hard feels really good really good and you know a lot of us don't remember the 19 year olds we banged back when we were 19 but that feeling of being at the height of your sexual prowess and you're the hardest you're going to be, but take one of the, you know, so to take a little bit of helper and you're back feeling like you're 21 again and your partner feels like, holy smokes, that's a bat in there. It's a really very fun sensation for most women, you know, unless you're huge and then you're, you know, hitting the back of her tonsils, but that's a whole other discussion. <laughs> but most people really value the, uh, Yeah. That's hard. So if you're stuck, if you come to an event, hit me up. I'll, I will have samples in my purse. Turned on with Sue and John. Forgive me, Sue, but I can't not do this as we get into this next segment. Rubber ducky, you're the one. 
You make bathtub sex so much fun. Rubber ducky, I'm awfully fond of you. You want to talk about bathtub sex positions. I totally do. I totally want to talk about bathtub sex And I just wanted to do my Ernie impersonation because I haven't done that in a while, so... I'm happy. Uh, I think that's great. I think bathtub sex positions, you know, you want to be out of the splash zone. (laughs) I thought was hilarious. So they have a variety of different positions. The lotus being a very popular one. So picture this. Your partner is uh, got his legs stretched out or her legs stretch out. I think that would work. So who's who's where in the bathtub here? Okay. So your partner, whoever's whoever's topping is on is lying in the bath. Legs flat. Okay. Okay. You are climbing on them like a tree. Okay. You are the lotus position. You are wrapping your legs and you are gently inserting, whether anally or vaginally, into just a little bit. It's usually a shallow kind of, because you don't want to cause a splash zone, Mm. but it allows, because you're really close and grabbing onto them like a tree and your legs are wrapped around them, that it's a very slow rocking movement as opposed to... You know, down. boom, chicka, boom. Yeah, right. that that whole, you know, that that piece, because you want to have you don't want to be, you know, caught splashing. Right. So that's the piece. The other, you know, there's certainly some, you know, some different, you know, they talk about doggy style. They talk about going down a slippery slope that there's, you know, they can be intimate. But most the best one is the rubber ducky. So let me read it to you. One partner sits at the edge of the tub while receiving the receiving partner kneels with their legs on either side of them. Okay, sits on the edge of the tub, knees on either side of them. Such a position gives the penetrating partner the power to control the intensity and how deep they want to go, as well as getting a fine view of their backs, hips and butt. So it's, I guess it's a rear entry position, but I'm trying to picture it. So we need, we need some, we need an artist here to show, yeah, right? you know, what that happens. Hmm. I know, I know, I know. And so it was interesting that we were just talking about lube because they say, if you're doing water sex, you want to get silicone lube or an oil because you're going to need lots of it. The water actually is a washes away your natural lubricant, which means sex in a hot tub or just a general tub can be dry and uncomfortable, right? Silicone one makes it easy to do that. Right. And so, you know, slippery soap, I think, is fun. And but I I love baths. I think bath sex is super hot. I have a real thing for it. I never I find there's suggest- enough room in there. Maybe I need a bigger bathtub. I uh, Yeah, that's a thing. And what you want to do is tell people, I really, you know, you really like, you know, the bath and you like the warm water and you want to be connected. And I really I and especially if you've got a new partner and you want to make sure they're scrupulously clean. Having a sexy bath together first, you know, and then having the big white fluffy towels. Let's sit in the bathtub for a second and that's our foreplay. And then you can move to the bed because by the time you do that, you know, you're a both really clean and ready to do whatever. And if you've been using the the oil or silicone lube, you are, you know, you're exactly where you need to be in order to have crazy wild sex. And if you've tried it in the bathtub without having... You know, making, you know, as you said, you're having an issue right now in your studio with water falling oh. from your dishwasher. Don't ain't nothing, ain't nothing sexy downstairs. happening in this studio right now as it pertains to water. Let me tell you. Yeah. Uh-huh. Bathtub sex positions. I'm going to post some of that to our website. Ted. Yeah. Turned on because it's so much fun and sexy as fuck. More of Turned On with Sue and John coming up. Guys, let's talk girth enhancement and penis enlargement. 
Introducing Fallofil, the non-surgical penile treatment. My name is William Moore, and I developed the Fallofil male enhancement procedure, and I have pioneered the use of hyaluronic acid dermal fillers for penile growth enhancement. Fallofil is the first non-surgical procedure to be recognized by the American Urological Association and the North America Sexual Medicine Society. Our procedure is safe, 100% reversible, and offers a true, undetectable, reliable, aesthetically pleasing result. Fallofil has treatment locations across the continental USA and in Montreal. We increase girth in both the flaccid and the erect state, which will help you show better and perform better. The procedure is performed in office under local anesthesia and is about 20 minutes. Read more online at fallowfill.com. That's P-H-A-L-L-O-F-I-L-L.com. If you are suffering from social and psychological effects of having the perception of a small penis, we are here to help you. Tell them you heard this ad on Turn on with Sue and John and receive a free counseling session with Sue McGarvey on what to expect and how to improve your performance with a new, thicker, larger penis. Fallowfill, the non-surgical penile treatment. Fallowfill.com. This is Turned On with Sue and John. Fellow pervy parishioners, welcome to Sue and John's Kinky Confessional. Confessing things that you couldn't tell just anybody, but you can tell us completely anonymously. Head to our website, uh, turnedonpodcast.com. There's a little window there. No email address required, no phone number required. It's just that thing you wish the world knew that you loved. Put it out there. We'll read it here on the podcast. Confessional number one, Sue. My boyfriend doesn't know, but I do escorting a few times a week. Yeah, um, uh, you probably have lots of money. And, you know, you need to be really tested, like, monthly. And you, you know, and, and I understand there's a lot. We had a whole conversation. You've had a conversation with sex workers. We had a whole thing sure. a few, you know, a few podcasts ago where we talked to somebody who is an OnlyFans person and wants a real relationship. But people are really freaked out about what she does for a living. So you can see why you wouldn't want to tell them, you know, that I have a job, but you know, where my real money comes from, um, comes from, you know, comes from escorting a couple times a week. There you go. Well, it's out there now. You've confessed that. We don't know who you are, but it's no out idea. there now. Confession number two this week. This person says simply fucking a transgender. It's really common. Holy smokes. It's common. I, I have a friend who's a drag queen. He says, I get so much attention from straight guys when I'm yep. in drag. Yep. And he's like, I'm a gay man. You want to come to me when I'm dressed as a man and, you know, approach me? I'm all in. You can go for a date. But, you know, they only want me because I'm a chick with, with a dick. Right. But a drag queen and a transgender person, very different things. Very different. Drag queen, very, very different. Right, a drag queen, just to be clear, is putting on the persona of a female. So, yes, if you like... The idea of a very girly girl, the makeup, the heels, the hair, the pantyhose, all of that, and you like the penis, there you go. Transgender, not always a penis there. That's true. And it's it's a different feeling. But what I'm, you know, what I know, and I have a number of transgender friends, one of whom, you know, I knew really well. Um, and it was interesting when I talked to her now as a woman, she, she said that. 
you know, the, the guys that approach her, the straight guys, and she said, I'm really interested in a straight guy. I want a guy that's super straight. I want, you know, I want the, you know, the, the giddy up boy with the pickup truck. She said, that's what I'm attracted to. I used to be attracted to women. And now I'm, now I'm attracted to redneck guys. She says, I don't know what I'm doing, but anyway, they want her because it's a, you know, it's a bingo card, right? Yeah. It's a box, which isn't right. Like I know how I feel about it. When somebody says, I want to do the sex therapist, they don't want to do me. They want to do the sex therapist. Sure. And it said, I am way more than that. And as are any of the people who are transgendered, I'm just saying that it seems to be very common. Yeah. And before it was, you know, back again, I've, I've been a sex therapist a long time, but back before it was covered where we are, it's covered actually by our health insurance. If you want to, if you want to transition, you know, you have to go through a whole lot of steps before they'll pay for it, but they will pay for it. It used to be that anybody who wanted to do it, they made their money by sleeping with straight men who really wanted the experience. So they made their money as an escort to pay for their surgery. Yep. And I'm sure that that's still happening a lot today because uh, a lot of people want to go out of the country for, you know, one reason or another. There's certain surgeries that they prefer to have done for certain reasons. Talk to your transgender friends and they'll, they'll, they'll tell you all about it. Um, but yeah, I, we've talked about the transgender thing before. And I think for a lot of guys, especially the idea of being with someone who is uh, transgender male to female, it's it's that, well, I, I don't I don't, I don't want to be with a guy because that's gay but if i'm with someone who is completely effeminate and is transgender that still keeps me not gay right the fear of oh my god you know <laughs> which is a ridiculous fear i know but it's a very real fear for yeah, a lot and of it's, people it's, a, it's objectifying somebody yeah. who's trans and and yeah. you know we need to we need to be nothing but supportive to our uh, you know to a trans community one of my best united. trans friends put it exactly right she looked at me and she said john what do you see I said, I see a beautiful female. She said, exactly. Yeah. And finally, from our kinky confessional at turnedonpodcast.com, this person writes, I caught my wife masturbating to porn. She didn't know I was there. And now I want more of it. And how do you how do you tell her? Well, yeah. <laughs> I, really, I want to know what Good. you're watching. I, I'm I'm like, I think it's a really common question. Like it's not. But I think it's a really good question. I've done it in therapy when people are really stuck. I'm like, okay, so what porn are you watching? And they're looking at me going, oh, Sue, I can't believe you asked that question. And I'm like, yeah, not only am I asking that question, I want you to you know, give up give up the links. I want you to send your partner the links of the of the porn you're watching because they should know exactly what turns you on and vice versa. And it's such an intimate thing. And most people are like, Sue, I can, you know, I would be able to do the football team before I can tell my intimate partner the kind of porn I like to watch. That's interesting, and I'm like, isn't well, it? Well, we need to talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. That's fascinating because the one person who's there who could probably make that dream come true for you or potentially make that dream come true for you. And you don't want to tell them what that fantasy is. It's a very intimate thing, right? Guess, it's the difference between, you know, it's the difference between giving a blowjob and having somebody trace the outlines of your face. Like one's, one's a thing and one's incredibly intimate. And can you do that? Can you be that vulnerable with somebody? Hopefully your perfect, you know, your personal partner. We thank you for your kinky confessions. The confessional is open for you 24-7. Again, turnedonpodcast.com. This is Turned On with Sue and John. As 2023 comes to a close, 2024 is just around the corner. Let's talk sex trends, Sue. 
Yeah. Ooh, it's going to be good. So they, they come up with new ones every year and I don't think it's so different. I, the uh, hypno kink, the erotic hypnosis that we talked about earlier is a new hot trend for 2024. Others include lots of self-care, which includes, you know, there was a, an article that said the happier people are, the more productive they are. And I think most people believe that. And the more sexually satisfied, and I think it comes out of that New World Health Organization statement that sexual satisfaction is part of abundant health. And I'm like, bonus, we've been, I've been saying this for decades, but thank you, World Health Organization, it's for finally admitting it. It's the best therapy there is. We need that release. We need that connection. You know what? For me, as, as, a, as someone who deals with depression, and you know me, Sue... I do. My depression takes me to just horrific places, and it's made worse by, you know, the anxiety that I deal with where, you know, my head is just constantly stuck in a conversation of worst case scenario, worst case scenario, and I work so hard, you know, to get myself back to a place like today where I'm in a really good place because I'm able to interrupt those conversations and replace those conversations of doom and gloom with positive things, right? And the best way that I know how to do that get laid get connected <laughs> public hold, service yeah right hold right. me ground me make me feel safe yep it's so very those basic. are important things so the idea is for 2024 people are saying we want our days off to reflect self-care and some of that sex which means you're going to take a you're going to take a holiday and spend the day in bed so I hope so. That's hallelujah awesome. to that. I'm all for it. I'll even write you a note. <laughs> I'm a licensed <laughs> therapist. Do you want a note for work? Send me a note. I'm going to take the day off, Sue, and I want to get, I want to bang. And you, I have you, no such I'm, credentials, but if you want a note from me, I'm happy to do that too. Absolutely. Other ones include wellness travel. Mm-hmm. We want to be, you know, again, taking care of ourselves. Discreet toys like our Eden Fantasy, you yeah. know, our, 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 our tickling panty that we have. They talk about the keys to orgasm Orgasm is rhythm, rhythm, and that includes erotic playlists. Right up your alley, my friend, the DJ. So come up with the best. And we talked about that. We talked about doing a, a turned on with Sue and John, you know, collaborative playlist for songs you like to off to. I think we're going to start that this week. I think we should. I really do. I've, I've done similar things in the past. And listen, I, let's do that. No problem. Um but it's just everybody's choice is so different, right? So if I get into a playlist and you've selected a song, that may not necessarily be a song or a rhythm that I get into. When you say rhythm, yes, of course, obviously the musical part of it. But for me, it's you know when you're when you're when you're getting a hand job or somebody's rubbing your clit, right? And it's that rhythm of that, and they stop. Don't stop. Don't, don't stop. Don't. I was it was just just keep that beat going. Keep that rhythm going. Why did you stop? Because I can't get it back. That to me is the rhythm when I hear you talk about it that I think of. All right. But again, they, they talked about erotic playlists as okay. one of the trends for twenty twenty four. And maybe we need to come come up with what, what our listeners think is a great song to have sex with. I would be really interested in it. You know, I like Motown. Like I'm a Motown okay. kind of you know, I honestly have had more sex to, you know, back in my mid spent youth and, and God, I'm dating myself, you know, like a big chill kind of thing, but, uh, okay. I'll tell you uh, what, I'll tell you what, if you're listening to this podcast on Spotify and most of our listeners tune in via Spotify, um, I will put that as a question on Spotify so you can actually interact with us through Spotify. What song would you put on this playlist? Huh? 
Love the idea. The last one, sex trends for 2024, is shallowing. Is is w- women are way more likely to reach orgasm if it's not deep penetration. It's shallowing. It's rubbing. So it's back and forth rather than in and out. Right. Shallow, shallow penetration is just the tip in. Right. I'm just going to put the tip in. So all of that stuff that you uh, that you heard about, you know, just you know, it's just just a little bit in, actually works for a lot of women. Turned on with Sue and John. Available on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and BlastTheRadio.com. I'm curious to know, Sue, what Motown song in particular would you put on that playlist? Um, I have, I had, I had a. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. Here's my confessional. I went to university in Montreal, undergrad. Had a big black boyfriend who. You know, came from, you know, came from, he just, he had a thing about, you know, sort of temptations and those whole, you know, so it's an association for me. So he used to, he used to sing My Girl in my ear in university. So I had that, he did that big chill, you know, kind of song, but I have that, you know, I, you know, you know, it's, you know, ain't too proud to beg. You've got all of that stuff that has a rhythm. Oh, it's something about the Motown. The Motown rhythm that uh, that really works for me. I'm going nine inch nails and closer. <laughs> okay. Not Motown at all. You let me violate you. You let me desecrate you. A listener question, Sue. This person wants to know how can they tell if their partner has been sexually abused? Yeah, it's a heavy it's a heavy yeah. topic to end with, but I think it's an important one. And we had a we had a legitimate question about it, and I thought, okay, let's let's cover it. And it 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 comes up because more than one in four women have had, you know, some kind of sexual assault in their past, which is twenty five percent, which is a lot of people. Yeah. And often it starts with a reluctance to open up about thoughts and feelings, changing topics when the conversation gets too deep, discomfort with physical touch like hugs and caresses, or flinching. Tense up during physically intimate moments, unresponsive to any advances, avoid suggestion in engaging in sexual activity, flashbacks, nightmares, clingy, suffer from depression or low self-esteem, lack of confidence, withdrawn behavior, especially in groups, you know, indecisiveness, approval seeking, signs of self-harm or self-injury, that's the scarring if they've had it, substance abuse, high-risk behavior, rash driving, which is actually something that I've seen a lot of, of, you know, of people who have been sexually abused, just, just really willing, you know, refusing to eat and drink chronic pain in the abdominal region. There's lots of things, but I've seen it as high risk activity, flinching from sexual touch, not interested in doing it. You know, I used to be able to, to see them at, you know, not eye contact at, at cocktail parties and be able to pick them out um, because it's, it's, you know, especially people who are processing and it doesn't always have to be sexual assault, but it's some kind of trauma. So understand that there are ways through it. I have a, I have a great trauma guy that will do it as a distance and will take a free consultation from me. So if you're struggling with this, I have a free, the guy that I send all of my people for trauma to, who is kind and gentle and he'll do it remotely for free. Um, if you're interested, if you're, you know, if you're really struggling with it, send me an email, sue at sexwithsue.com because we are about making in, things better. What's involved in that then? Is is this like a, you know, a therapy situation? It's a conversation and it's a lot of, 
you know, recognizing um, behaviors, etc. Is it that kind of a clinical therapy session? No, okay. that, not not my trauma guy, David. Um, I, you know, I will do that in therapy, but I don't do a lot of, in fairness, at this stage of my career, I did a lot in my early days. I'm a big believer that if you haven't walked it, don't do it. I'm really good at at you know, orgasms. I'm really good at the physiology because I have a I have a really strong medical you know experience and and background. And I worked in a sexual health clinic. And I'm very good at solving sex problems, long term sex therapy. But what David does as a therapist, I remember the first time I saw him, I went to his his clinic and and I you know I was looking to refer somebody who for trauma, which is not an area I specialize in. And he said, "Come and do a session with me, Sue." He says his best way to see what I do. And he laid me down on a magnetic resonance bed with a weighted blanket with a headphones that does different kinds of sound waves and and eye goggles. And he said, press the button until the eye goggles are comfortable and they're different flashing lights. And one of the things they do with PTSD guys who've had, you know, grenades thrown at them is they do a rapid eye movement in order to sort of reprocess things. So he left me there for 30 minutes and it was like, I got off the table and I was like, I was lightheaded, but felt fabulous and thought, and then he just did what is called emotional freedom technique, which is tapping at different pressure points, which sends an electrical current to your amygdala, which has your brain reprocess what happened. Cause if you could go back, you know, bad things happen to you as a kid. If you could reprocess them as an adult, you can reframe it, but your brain doesn't do that unless it hears something new. An electrical impulse will force your amygdala, the part that deals with emotion, to reprocess things. So he he will actually tell you how to touch yourself because he's not touching you. Even in, in, in real life, he won't touch you. You're touching yourself and it's just an electrical current. And how do you do it? Well, you train your, it's really neat. And honestly, I went back because I really wanted to try the bed again. And I am not a crier, especially in front of a colleague. And I'm bawling because I obviously had some trauma to get rid of. But literally two sessions and I'm done. That was it. So I'm a, I am a big fan of, of David and his work. He's very, and he's gotten all the science. He's very, very good. And he'll do a free consultation, free consultation. If you're struggling, don't struggle anymore because you will eventually figure it out, but it'll take you 10 years. Focus on the solution. Get on with your life move on and spend that brain space that you're spending thinking about trauma on, you know, solving world peace or something. So Sue at Sex with Sue, if you've got an issue, I'll plug you in. Turned on with Sue and John. I really hope that last segment helps somebody. Sue, that was a really important conversation. Thank you for that. Thank you for all the conversations we've had all year long, 2023 coming to a close. We would be remiss if we did not end this show with some suggestions for some New Year's sex resolutions. We've discovered that sex is part of the human condition. The World Health Organization said it's good for health. You talked about it for mental health. It changes the world. But we need to come up with five new sex resolutions for 2024. Here they are. Resolve never to fake an orgasm. John, promise me you're not going to fake any orgasms, right? Don't want to avoid hurting your partner's feeling. Talk about slams the door in your own pleasure. Number two, don't apologize for body parts you don't like. Right. If I hear you in 2024 talking about your dad bod, I'm going to smack you because we're doing dad bod fashion shows and how by how sexy we all find dad bods. You know, so much of sex is not the mechanics of it. It's about, you know, being with the person. Not Yeah. New move, new position or new erogenous zone. Ooh, new erogenous zone. I don't know if there's any that I haven't already discovered, but I'm game to have people try. <laughs> <laughs> you know, more, always more, down for you know, that. 
hair pulling or tickling, you know, the lower back or whatever. Um, and watch more women directed porn. Forget the bang, bang, bang. Let's find out what women direct. I find women directed porn much funnier. Just so you know, I find it much funnier. So, you know, I've talked about Maitland Ward before. My right. favorite porn star is Maitland Ward. I can't get enough of her. Maitland, um, I first saw her. She was on a TV sitcom called Boy Meets World. And she was the redheaded friend, best friend of the main character. Well, she set out in the world of acting to, you know, do conventional movies, etc. And just discovered, I have this love of sex. I'm going to get into porn. But she got into porn because exactly what you said. Porn had been horribly done and did not speak to women. She's an actual actress with a long resume who actually brings acting cred and brings other actors in who have acting cred and the direction and the lighting and the, the, the just the visual impact oh, oh, oh. and the storylines. We need a clip for next week. I'm, I'm challenging you to find a clip that we can play. It's, Come on. We need, we need a clip that we can play on next what, when you show. When you talk about you know the difference between how men and women approach porn, women like a storyline, etc. Uh, look at some of the stuff that Maitland Ward is doing. Um, all right. Well, I, I'm, I believe I'm her challenging website is you deeper. to find some clips because yeah. I've never seen any of it. So let's uh, let me find out which re- which of this hot right. redhead you want to see. Right. Maitland porn and we're going to do that and the last sex resolution of 2023 we're going into 24 is speak up if you'd like your partner to touch you differently that should be our bumper sticker right you really should turn on Sue and John's bumper stickers maybe we'll get ones and uh, yeah and have a bumper sticker that you could drive around and go I listen to turned on with Sue and John there I you, love it yeah there you go our resolution for 2024 come up with some sort of merch store for our website happy new year everybody Sue McGarvey I love 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 building this podcast with you uh, it has been a very good year for us here at turned on and that is thanks us. to you the listener um, please we're very open to you sharing us with a friend Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year! Thanks for tuning in and getting turned on with Sue and John. New episodes every week. To get in touch, find us online at turnedonpodcast.com. Until next time, stay naughty.